Welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is actually a spin-off of a Facebook group. My name is Sharon McLaughlin. I created that Facebook group for female physicians so that they would have a place to come and learn about business, to network, and to grow. And we've done just that. So if you're interested, take a look at our show notes for our website, as well as a direct link to the Facebook group. This podcast is going to be about everything business. So let's listen along as we hear about tips to help grow our business. In this episode, we are going to be speaking to Dr. Ali Nowitzki, who is a certified life and weight loss coach, board certified pediatrician, board certified neonatologist, a blogger, an international speaker, and host of the podcast, Life Coaching for Women Physicians. She helps the over-functioning women physician to maintain a peaceful mind, a fit body, and satisfying relationships so that she can live a fit and empowered life. I hope that you guys like this story as much as I did. I think you're going to love this episode. Could you go a little in depth as far as why you're doing what you're doing? Absolutely. I would love to talk about it because honestly, it's really interesting. What I do now is so much a part of who I am and who I've been for pretty much my whole life. But what I do right now is I'm a life coach for women physicians. And really what my focus is on is helping them to achieve optimal health. And what I mean by that is really from a mental and a physical aspect. And, you know, when I first started this, I I used to say that, okay, I'm going to help women lose weight. But then what I realized along my journey that it's really not about that. And and that's not really, I would say my primary thing, women who do need to lose weight will with me, but I'm really focused on helping them achieve their most realistic optimal health. Thank you. So looking back, like you had done so many different things talk to us, you know, for somebody that hasn't heard your story before, tell us about your story. You started off with a podcast, Mind, Body, Marriage, and this led into like expanding career coaching. Tell us your story. Okay. Well, it's interesting. So I am a neonatologist. And when my second daughter was born, she was about nine months old and I was in my full-time clinical practice and I was not seeing my kids at all. And I was thinking, you know, something has to give, there has to be something. But what happened was I wound up taking a job with a health company and I became a, a medical director. It allowed me to work from home. So that was my first step, really. I had zero intention. I had zero knowledge that I would ever actually have my own business. That seemed crazy to me. Like, how would I ever actually have something profitable that would replace my clinical income, right? So I took this medical director job. Now, it was great in terms of the hours. It was still a lot of work. But I realized that I liked having control of my schedule, but this particular work would not be my life's work. So during that time, what was nice is I really got to engage with myself again, and I got to really go back to the basics and decide what's important. And so I will tell you that my husband, Mark, and I were best friends, and that's the way it started. We started as friends. And one of our dreams was to have a podcast together. We would have a a podcast where we spoke to other physician couples, and we called it Resuscitate Your Marriage. And so we started this podcast and that's literally how my business began. I had no intention even that point of starting a business. I just knew we were going to have a podcast. So naturally we had to call the business something that related to the podcast. So we named it mind body marriage. And from there, I think what happened and I can absolutely talk about this. I kind of allowed my niche to be dictated from the title of my business. 
and, and I learned from that. It was a great experience. It was, it was a timely, I'm not going to call it a mistake at all, but it was definitely, a, it took a lot of time um, away from me heading in the direction that I really wanted to. Um, but the nice thing is through all of that, I developed my first online course, which addressed all the mental. So I became a life coach. Let me start there. And I developed a program where we really focused on all of our thoughts and how our thoughts create our reality, our existence. And from, and we also talked about achieving optimal health within that course. And we also talked about relationships in that course. So as you can imagine, it was pretty jam packed. So much so that it probably would be something that would need to change because the information, especially for women physicians who are already, you know, struggling with the time scarcity and the overwhelm, they don't have time to commit to a whole other degree in mind-body marriage. Um, so from there, I realized that what my clients wanted was they wanted to be the best, fittest versions of themselves in their mind and body. So from there, I rebranded to Life Coaching for Women Physicians, since that's what I do. And, you know, keep it simple, Life Coaching for Women Physicians. But my new focus, my main focus is really on the mental and physical health. And that's what I do in my membership program. Looking back, would you have done anything differently? Any tips for someone starting off? They don't know where to start. How do I do this? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. Uh, because I'll tell you, for two years, I was in the trenches in the trenches of not knowing what I was doing. I mean, I was trained at the life coach school and had a minimal amount of, you know, um, I guess education on how to actually be an entrepreneur. I did hire a coach, not a business coach, actually a life coach that did actually help a good bit. But going back for me personally, now where I'm headed in my business, I personally wouldn't change anything because I needed to know how to develop different business models and really get stuck in them to really figure it out. And so if you ask me if I would have done it differently, I wouldn't, but I would recommend others to do it different. So I feel that now that I have the knowledge of what I could have done to streamline the process and really figure out the business that I wanted to create, if that program was available, I would have signed up for it. So then, you know, I wanted, so now that I've had that experience, I, I've created that program now. So I needed to go through that, but other people should not, <laughs> unless they want to teach it eventually. Totally understand. Tell me as far as, um, give us a couple of tips, like three tips perhaps for women that, women physicians that want a better mindset, they want a better body. You have any tips for us? Oh, sure. Absolutely. This is, this is definitely my favorite thing. And I'm going to actually give you three tips that are pretty much the principles I use in my society coaching program. So here they are really. So the first step is honestly, um, allowing your feelings, which means that you have to really identify what thoughts are going on in your brain. The reason why we get into trouble, particularly with, you know, emotional eating or, you know, eating in a way that's really not serving our body is typically because there's something else going on. It's not about the food. There's something else going on. As women physicians, we tend to be perfectionists. And so we really adopt that all or none thinking. So when you think about all or none thinking, where it really applies is, you know, diets. So you're either all in or you're all out. There's no gray zone. I had somebody on a coaching call last night say to me, I'm not a person that can just eat 10 M&Ms. You know, so that's speaking to kind of that all or none. Like, you know, you eat one M&M. Well, you know what? You ruined it. You might as well eat the whole pound. 
right? So, so definitely the first tip is absolutely being in touch with those feelings, not being afraid of those feelings, but through that, then identifying kind of the thoughts that you tend to carry around. Um, that's the first one. So I would say that all of this work is absolutely centered around how our mind works. The, uh, the second tip that I would absolutely say is, is definitely essential and crucial is um, loving to move your body instead of thinking that exercise is a way that you are going to change how your body looks. Mm -hmm. So often we think that, okay, I want to get in shape. So when we think about getting in shape, typically where our mind goes is wear a smaller size, wear way less on the scale, people notice. But what I'm talking about is moving your body in a loving way that just feels amazing to the point that you crave the exercise. We all know that exercise is so good for us in so many ways. And I've actually had women come to me saying that they were advised to stop exercising because it would basically prevent them from losing weight on the scale. So that's really helped me in my program kind of develop my protocol, which I am much more interested in uh, body composition. So we do, we do some really good work around body composition and the program is geared towards optimizing body composition, not so much the focus on the scale. So loving to move your body is tip number two, definitely. The third tip is, you know, the, the common term is intuitive eating, but what does that really mean? I mean, you say intuitive eating and you think, okay, listen to my body. But what I really do is I really help people to understand their hunger. I care much more about eating for hunger and stopping for hung stopping when you're full. So eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full versus the actual food. I find that early on, the more important thing is listening to the hunger cues and honoring them. And then from there, you can get a little fancier with the food choices. And I do have a nutrition program that I've written that is Basically, we use the approach of there are no bad foods, so I don't eliminate anything, but it's a way to show them how they actually balance nutrition without weighing, without measuring, without food prepping, because women physicians, so busy, and their excuses usually are, I don't have time for that, there's too many things going on, I'm too overwhelmed, I don't have a fridge in my office, so all those different types of things. Tell us going forward what your plans are. You are doing some coaching, also business coaching, right? Helping people get established. Yeah, this is the really fun thing. This is, I will tell you, this is the part of my business that if you asked me two years ago, would this be something I was doing? I never would have thought. And what I'm doing now is I have a program for physician coaches, but also consultants. And what I do is I take them from their branding to their first offer in 12 weeks. So I have a 12 week program and essentially what we do is we start right at the very ground up. So I remember I came out of coach school and I can remember spending so much money on all these programs that I thought I needed. I was piecemealing together a business strategy. I had no idea what I was doing and I was living in confusion. I was living in comparison. I was just struggling. And so I've put together my 12 exact steps and what it does is it draws out the unique abilities of these of my coaches and consultants so that we can develop their brand from the ground up but in a unique way so that by the time we get to their messaging so initially we do their brand we do their niche we do their ideal client by the time we get to their messaging which is a combination of their brand their niche their ideal client it's flowing like a waterfall 
So we often get stuck on our messaging and we don't know what to say. And so this program is basically what I wish I had coming out of coach school because physician women, right, and men, because actually I, I actually would love to roll this program out to men as well. Um, we don't have that much time, especially for full-time clinical. We don't have all this time to mess around and make all these errors. And, and see, I had the luxury that I had the time for that, but most people don't. And so I, I'm super, as you can tell, I'm, I'm really excited about this aspect because what I do is on the front end, I run my business, which is my health niche. On the back end, I show my coaches, number one, how to run the business. So they're actually in my program watching me run it. But then I teach them all the inside of how to build it. So by the time they leave me, they will have their first offer. It's really unique. I'll be honest with you. You know, I've looked into without getting into the different names of programs, you know, a few thousand dollars here, a few thousand dollars there. It really adds up rather quickly. And you being, having gone through the process, you know, I'm all for uh, women, women physicians, especially because it's my group, you know, going out, stepping out of the box and not being dictated by your call schedule, by, you know, corporate per se, um, and being able to do what you want to do. And this is a, a rare opportunity, I'll tell you, you know, good. I'm happy you're doing that. Well, thank you so much. I, like I said, it was a, I don't want to say surprise, but when I sat back and I listened to myself, I, I would never give up the health niche. I love that because that's just part of who I am. Right. And so I do that. But when I saw a lot of the one-on-one -on -one clients that were coming to me, this is what they came to me for. And so once I built about 10 one-on-one -on -one clients that I helped build businesses from the ground up, I felt confident that I could roll out the program. Awesome. So that's kind of how it, it helped me to have the confidence to say, yeah, listen, I can do this because I went from one-on-one -on -one model to a small group model to now a membership model. So I've done all the models now. So I feel like after doing the final one for me, which is the membership, then now I can speak to kind of all the different places people can go. I'm so happy you're doing this. Anything else? No, I think that, um, you know, it's really an honor to be on your show. And I am just so fortunate that I can be surrounded by so many amazing women, physician, entrepreneurs. Um, and honestly, it's been just really refreshing to just watch everybody develop. So I just feel really blessed to be in this space. I feel that way too, in all honesty. I feel like we get further if we all help each other along and we all have our each unique characters, characteristics that we can share with each other. And that's why the group is able to move forward. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.